This is the EMG Podcast. All right, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we got Tom here. I'm what up, Maddie. what up? What's up, Tom? Uh, today we're going to have a chat about uh, how to pick your wedding location, be it a ceremony, your cocktail, or your reception. Uh, Tom and I decided to go on a little list action. Things to consider. Things to consider. Yeah. Considerations. Uh, we did five apiece. We're going to do a little give and take, a little show and tell, and a little discussion. So, uh, Yeah. Wait, earlier this week, Maddie and I got together and we we put together like a, I'd say we came up with probably good 20, 25 things we just rattled off. Yeah, give or take. We boiled it down to our top five mm-hmm. individually. That was hard. It was hard. It was hard. Um, so we, 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 we crunched it down. Top five. We're going to go a little battle style today. Battle. It, and, and actually, I'm hearing your top five for the first time. First time. And vice versa. Yeah. I'm, psyched, I'm, I'm excited to see what you got. Yeah, same here. Same here. Where I you uh, start? I think uh, rocks, paper, scissors. One does it. Okay. Rocks, paper, scissors. Shoot. I will go second. I won. Yeah, so you get to go. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah. All right, I'll go first. Uh, coming up with my number five things to consider while picking your wedding venue. Number five on my list uh, for me, this is this is personally. Tom and I are both married. We've both been through the process. For mm-hmm. me, uh, number of events per day was a big deal. Ooh, good I've, one. I've been to some places where they uh, they're wedding factories, and I just feel like you know maybe that that special individual touch wasn't quite there. Uh, I, I went for a venue that did only one event the whole day. They didn't even just do one at a time. So I had my venue the whole day. Uh, I had the whole staff. I had a, a clean building. The kitchen was there for me and my guests. That was something that was important to me. You know, uh, my maitre d wasn't helping bail out another wedding when my guests needed something. When when a bottle ran out at the bar, when when somebody dropped a salad fork, people were on top of things. You know, I had I had that real boutique feel because I was their event that day, not an event that day. It makes perfect sense. It's definitely something to consider. You like the personal attention. I do. I don't blame you. I do. All right. My number five was location, location, location. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got to think, I'm, I'm sure when you, when you first get engaged, you have a general idea of where you want to get married. Right. Um, but things to consider under this, you know, I'll call it this, uh, this category here. So think about if, you know, if you're getting married on site, if you're getting married off site, if you are getting married off site, think about the accommodations of getting to and from time in between things like that. Um, also consider your guest list. If you have a lot of people traveling uh, from afar, out of the country, out of state, maybe you want to consider a venue that doubles as a hotel too. Definitely something that was on my list. I uh, mine didn't really make the top five, but yeah, the hotel versus no hotel for that exact reason. You know, and anybody who has to travel, even if they do rent a car, you're you're looking at you know locations that people don't know, GPSs people might not have, cell phone service that won't work, and. You get a couple of lost guests. You can really have some upset friends. Yeah, and another thing. I mean, even if you don't want to, even if you don't go the hotel route that that doubles as a wedding venue, a lot of venues do have the accommodations list too, right? They have their preferred vendors mm-hmm. that they can. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that they work pretty closely with the nearby hotel, so you can always consider that. And and shuttle services also. You know, yeah. you can you can talk to your venue and say, hey, can you get you know the bridal party from from A to B? Is this something we can work out? Cool. 
That's a, that's a pretty strong one. Like I said, it's, it's definitely, it's got some influence on parts of my list. Uh, location is super important. And you did say location three times. It's funny you brought that that's up him. because there are three different parts to the standard wedding. You know, you've got your ceremony, your cocktail and your reception. So you do have to think about that location in three different parts. Very true. All Keep right. it moving. I'll go with four. I'll go first. Please do. All right. Availability. The date's important. Huge. A lot of times when you get engaged, I know, you know, when I first got engaged, me and Sam, we, uh, we had to pick a certain time of year because she's a teacher. Mm -hmm. So we could, we were strapped into, you know, maybe like two or three months out of the year. And, you know, we had to shop venues that had those specific dates or weekends available. So that's something you want to, you want to consider if there's a specific time of year that you're absolutely non-negotiable about, negotiable about, um, or if that time of year is more important than the actual venue, something you want, want to consider, pick out a date, shop the venues that have that date open. It's uh, it's kind of funny. We went with, with something a little bit different. Uh, we took a date that they had available. They actually offered us a slight discount for taking up one of their available dates. Uh, it, it actually worked out in our benefit because the date wasn't as important to us. You we're in a situation where, you know, you had to book X amount of months out because your dates could disappear like just super quick. Yeah. Whereas for us, we were a bit more flexible. So we looked a little bit on the discount side. You know, they, the venue came up and said, if you're willing to work with us on this date, we'd be willing to work with you on this price. So two definite sides of the same coin. Nice. Uh, my number four, uh, my number four goes with the food and drink situation. Yummy. Um, it made the list because it's important. I don't feel like it's super important, though. Um, food is one of those things where if you love your venue and you have killer entertainment and you have a good photographer, you know, some people don't even eat when they go there. I know a lot of brides and grooms don't get a chance to sit down and eat at all. A lot of the guests will fill up at cocktail and then just have drinks during the reception. But if that's something that's important, you got to think about it. And and not just the food. Um at my wedding, we, we were a group of drinkers. We, we were all friends that met from a bar. We all grew up in a party town and things like that. And certain locations, you know, don't have the things you want. Some places might have, you know, super fancy martini bar, but they won't offer you and your groomsmen shots at the end of the night. Mm. So if that's something that's important to you, you know, if, if your guests, if it's going to be a long day, dinner is important. You're going to want to make sure that they have the, the quality and selection of food you want and the kind of, dessert and drinks that are going to pertain to the kind of party you want to throw. I'm Italian, so I'm totally on board with the, with the food thing. <laughs> I know that was important. Did, with, did with I not my rank family. it high enough? Dude, we, we had to, my parents were, got to have good food. Got to have good food. Good mm -hmm. service, good food. Definitely, uh, definitely high on the list. Yeah. 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 One of those, one of those big things to consider. I guess uh, this is like a, the worst snake draft ever for uh fantasy football it's just two of us so i guess i'll take number three uh my number three i scratched out three different times uh it, it's going to circle back to your number four um mine is time of year versus type of venue mm. uh, a lot of venues are are time of year dependent i, I found that uh for instance That's a good point the, the botanical gardens up north mm -hmm. amazing venue summer spring but late fall and winter you just have barren trees. You, you can't have the outdoor ceremony. You might want to book that place for. So if you start getting into, you know, late October or early November, that kind of Thanksgiving area, even later in the month, you might not get that floral bloom you're thinking of. Uh, if you're at one of those locations like a Liberty house where the New York skyline is important, 
your guests are going to want to go outside to take those photos. You're going to want to be able to see across the water. So if you're in the rainy season or the bitter frigidness, people aren't going to be able to appreciate the venue for the reason you booked it. That's interesting. I like that one. Not, not, I don't. I feel like not many people would think about that. So that's a. I feel like that's a really good inside tip. It goes. It goes more with the destination kind of places. You know, if you have a, a standard ballroom where you're inside and there's no windows, and you decorate the place yourself, and you you know maybe get some uplighting or some intelligent lighting or you know huge floral centerpieces, that doesn't matter. But if you're going for a, a location based on, or I'm sorry, a venue based on its location, you're going to want to take into account the time of year and the things that are going to happen there. If your entire wedding is outside, you know, mid to late August might not be the best time to book that wedding. Perfect point. And actually, that's a segue to my number three. Um, and I just realized, so I had style of venue mm-hmm. on my list, uh, In especially being here in the tri-state area, we have no shortage of types of venues, right? <laughs> not at uh, all. And, and this is literally, this just splattered out of my brain. I took about 12 seconds to write all these things down to see like what kind of different venues you can actually consider when you're getting married, right? You have your traditional, you have op- opulent, rustic, rustic chic, barns, restaurants, rooftops, industrial, wineries, resorts, and hotels. Like that, that, that whole list right there is just like whack in the face. You have a lot of options, oh, right? Yeah. The sub, uh, the, I think the most important, whatever style you hone in on, whether it's rustic, whether it's the traditional, what, whatever style of wedding you want. I actually wrote down the number of weddings per day too. Mm-hmm. So whatever, um, whatever style you are going for, consider that. Is it, is it a, is it a venue that only focuses on one wedding a day? Is, can, can they do a double? Can they, are there multiple weddings going on at one time? I know that's, that's a big thing for people. Yeah. I would also recommend, you know, keeping that common thread. If, if you book a place that's all white marble, if you book a place that's all white marble and, and, and brass rails, you're not going to be able to have that rustic wedding. No matter how hard you try, you can put bales of hay and barn doors everywhere. It's still an upscale venue. Exactly. Keeping, keeping that thread works. Not to say rustic venues can't be upscale either though. I think it's two different things. I've definitely been to upscale rustic weddings without a doubt, but I'm just, I was, I was generalizing. Yeah. Just, it's for the people. Just generalizing. (laughs) Yeah. Break it down. Break it down. (laughs) What's your number two? All right. My number two, I'm going to call out the pink elephant in the room. Budget. Ooh, you're going to go there. Money. Money. Nobody likes talking about money. Got to talk about it. Got to talk about it. It's important. Yeah. It's important. It's true. Uh, Very simple. Right. I mean, everybody has a budget of some sort, whether it, whatever it is. Um, but consider those venues that fit, uh, that figure out what your guest list is, what size it is, figure out what it is per plate, find the venues that fit that mold. There's not even, there's not even anything to talk about with that. It's yeah, it's the budget. You gotta, it's the budget. You gotta make a budget. You gotta keep a budget. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't want to send yourself into debt for years to come either. You know what no, I mean? No, no, no. Hopefully I'd like, you make it back in the cards. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> You know, in lieu of gifts, we'll take my number two. Uh, you mentioned it in there. Uh, my number two is capacity. Um, okay. I've yeah. done a lot of weddings where, you know, you have 75 guests in a room that holds 250. And that party atmosphere just, it, it as hard as you try, it's not there. Because even if you have all 75 guests on the dance floor, it's built for 250. I've also done weddings where, you know, there's 150 people in a room that maxes out at 150 people. And, you know, if you have a a 12-person bridal party, 
there might not be a large aisle to walk down for introductions. The dance floor might take a hit in size because they got to put extra tables. You might have guests sitting on top of guests. And, and even more importantly, you might have guests sitting on top of your entertainment, which means those front tables, they're getting the full bore of the speakers the whole time you're there. Yeah. Don't make seating arrangements more difficult than they actually. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, you know, just, just generally, Love it. you know, give, give yourself a little bit of headroom. If you have a 125 guest list, you know, go for a place that has a capacity of 150. Don't, don't necessarily max out unless you get those last minute, like we want to comes. Makes perfect sense. And then, uh, then my number one, number one, my number one, you what's ready? your top you one? ready for number Maddie one? G, number one, Maddie G's number one cost right back to your number two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an uncomfortable situation. People don't like to talk about it, but you know, if you're going to go broke on your venue, you're not going to have your florist. You might not have your, your honeymoon. You might not have money for video. If you want it, you might take a hit in entertainment there. There are things that are more important than the venue, Mm -hmm. depending on the style of party you want to have. And and cost for me would be number one when, you know, with, with a shot. So we're hanging out with this elephant, Quite a bit today. It's a cool elephant. It's a cool elephant. It's pink. It's pink, man. Right. You gotta love it. What's your love number it, one, budget. Tom? What's your number one? Maddie G is gonna like this one. <sighs> I call it the warm fuzzy. Let me explain. I call it the warm fuzzy because <laughs> when <laughs> Yes, I have Look, to know. When you can throw location out the window, availability is not an issue, style of venue, you got it all I, down. Is warm fuzzy the budget. factor? The X factor, the it factor, the warm foot. You walk in and you say, I love this. Player. I just I just need to have it. I need to have it. Need to be here. I can't picture myself getting married anywhere else. I, I can tell you that did happen to us because of one of the rooms. You're right. Yeah. The it fact. If yeah. That's gonna sit that's gonna give people nightmares from I, now on, I right? Think the you're, warm I think fuzzy. You people win. are gonna nightmare about the, the warm fuzzy. You won. I think I think you win the list war. It's great. You're well, anyway, one. that's our top five guys. That's uh that's our top five for consider things to consider when choosing your venue. Tune in next time. You can find us at elegantmusicgroup.com or on Instagram at elegantmusicgroup.